Hi, I'm Andy, and we're doing a couple of podcasts now to um, celebrate Black History Month. And I'm delighted to say I've been joined by a guest today, and um, even more excited, it's Wemi. So, hi, Wemi, tell us a little bit hi. about yourself. Uh, my name's Wemi. I am a third year optometry student at UE Bristol. Um, oh, God, what else can I tell about myself? Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, she's God. been very modest. She's a very good <laughs> third year student. Um, yeah, so you you were active in some of what we've done as optometry for um, to mark Black History Month. Um, but I want to go right back to basics before we get to that. What was what was history to you when you were at school? How was history taught, and what did it mean, and how relevant to you was it? Oh, good question. Um, are we going back, maybe like secondary school? Yeah. Um, history. To be fair, history wasn't my favorite subject in school. Um, not sure why, um, but I felt like in school, the way history was taught, it wasn't very, um, it didn't, it was mainly predominantly about the history in the UK. Um, there wasn't much history spoken about from other countries, um, which is a shame because um, I've actually come from a family with a lot of, um, like my mum's a historian, so she actually studied history. So the way she had her take on history was completely different from how I learned it from school. So that maybe that's why I wasn't as interested. Um, but I guess it's probably changed now. I hope so. <laughs> Again, you, you mentioned when we've been talking in the past that you um, you really enjoyed English at school. So how was your experience of English different from history in terms of how relevant it was to you and people who look like you? Mm, well with English I think it's maybe because maybe the books that we read in school and what we had to um, write about um, whether it be poetry and I think what we read in English um, for example English language or English lit um, it was from different authors um, and you're, you're getting to see how other people write and you're having that story in your head um, compared to history lessons it was pretty much you're learning this in school and that's what we're talking about there was not there was nothing more than I don't know, Ang anglo-saxon studies or henry v like henry VIII. so there was nothing else that interest interested me in some sort um which is a shame really because i felt like with history there's so many other countries to learn about um or, or cultures um and it makes you not feel like you're in a bubble um yeah so you mentioned your mum's a historian was that something that was talked about at home or was there a 
Um, yeah, yeah, look, yeah, I guess so. Um, she, she, obviously, she's Nigerian heritage, so she learned, um, she studied history back in Nigeria. So I'm guessing there wasn't much similarities of what I probably studied in school compared to herself. Um, so learning more about the African cultures, that's something that I learned from her and my my um, dad as well, um, and even other family members and friends as well. So I guess that's probably why I didn't feel like I was in a, in a bubble at home, because I'm learning other cultures, whether it be from Nigeria or other African countries as well. Um, and even understanding the African heritage as well, um, which I didn't get to learn in school. Um, but I guess maybe that's the school that I attended. That's probably why I, I didn't learn much in history or from other cultures. Do you feel we need to change that? I think so, yeah. I think so. 100%. In, in as much as history that is taught should be respond, responding to the class makeup, the, the, the ethnic diversity within classrooms or just generally across the board as a set curriculum i think generally across the board um because if you go to the museum you you learn about other history and other from other countries so why isn't the same in school um and i think as well it allows the child to sort of open their mind and learn like oh so this wasn't how it was or or there's there's some unanswered questions they probably have as well which Maybe it might be due to the syllabus. I don't know. Maybe it'll be good to speak to an actual teacher <laughs> and understand the reasons as to why that isn't learned in school. Um, and I, I guess maybe now as an adult, I'd, I'd probably take, like, I'm, I'm more grateful of what I, I can learn from maybe going to the museum myself, like maybe the Natural History Museum and understanding the different cultures and from, whether it be from the European history or African history. Um, but I definitely do believe that it needs to change in schools. Yeah. It, it's interesting you mentioned museums because there's that huge debate at the moment about um, cultural artefacts from the colonial past of Britain. Yeah. So when you visit the museum as someone who is now British, European, a very strong African heritage, and when you, you visit with you, your mum, who, as you say, is part of the Nigerian diaspora, mm. how do you view those artefacts? um it's a hard one because at the same as it's hard because I feel like okay I understand why it's in the British Museum but at the same time it does need to be returned back there's a lot of um for example like the Benin um artifacts I think a few of them have gone back to um Benin in Nigeria um and it's not like they're not being looked after then because they are they're they're also where they should be in the museum, look, looking at being looked after. So I don't know why it's not the same for other things that need to be returned. Um, but I guess maybe politically, I, I don't know as to the reasons why it hasn't been mm. um, returned back. So it, it does put me in a position as to, again, it's those un unanswered questions I have that, oh, what, why is it that it's still here? Like, especially in today's society. Um, yeah. How important is it for someone who looks like me to learn about those cultures from those artefacts in museums, though? That's a good question. <laughs> I feel like nowadays, like things, things have changed. Yes, it's nice to actually 
physically see those um those things in the museum but at the same time does it physically have to be there can it not be portrayed in another way maybe images um they can i'm sure if there's a talk or there's you can now probably have things i don't know on a, that's animated or or visually seen from a screen rather than it physically being in there so it's not like you can't stop learning from that that history um you don't physically need to see the actual real because I'm, I'm sure there's some things that are not physically in the museum but you can still learn from them um and I think technology is changing so there's certain certain things that can can be excused yeah that we, we're moving into a virtual world and we should yeah recognize that and embrace it um we're getting quite politically perhaps we'll move slightly <laughs> away from I know when when we first talked about marking Black History Month within our department, you you were getting really excited. So, what does Black History Month mean to you? Um, the reason why I was getting so excited is because one, um, studying optometry, um, I've been in optics for a while, and I've always been majority of the time the only Black person there, even Black female in the cohort. So it's quite nice, like oh, Black History Month is being celebrated not only as Black History Month whether it be, I don't know, with other subjects, but it was nice being celebrated within autometry in a career that I'm in um, and it being recognised. And the reason why it made me so happy is because um, I'm now seeing how diverse autometry is becoming um, and knowing that, oh, there's someone like myself that's probably been in the same and they're not being forgotten about. Um, and also as well, like, make sure everyone else is aware as well like black history month is in october and it's something that's being celebrated and we should also celebrate it in um autometry um so yeah that was that was one of my reasons why i was so pleased <laughs> and uh, you obviously had a lot more interaction with um your fellow undergraduates than i have for various reasons which um aren't relevant to this but mm. how is it being viewed by them is the excitement is there indifference is the um i think it's a bit of mixed emotions um most of the students that i've spoken to probably feel the same as myself like excited happy that oh yes like we're actually doing something um and it's being recognized and then you've got the other side of it that okay um how do we go about this um because it feels like a little bit unknown not because it's Black History Month, but because it's being celebrated within autometry in the department. Um, and I think it's probably the first time, I might be wrong, yeah. it might be the first time that it's been done. Um, so they were like, what, what is the reasons why? Why are we doing this? Um, what do we do? Um, and I think once we get over that hurdle, um, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> it, it's, I, I'm excited for it. I, I, I would like to see it going forward and hearing you saying that, that you feel it, it, it will go forward is, is really exciting for me. Mm. Um, how much do you, you mentioned being the only person that looked like you, how much do you feel that that outsider role is beneficial? Outside of the degree but, itself? No, I, I, 
I very much, when I was an undergraduate, felt an outsider in, in mm. terms of um, previous education, social mm. class, those sorts of things. And I, I felt having an outsider view was beneficial, but I also felt a, a need to conform um, to yeah. the accepted norm. Um, is that still a pressure for undergraduates today? Um, I can only speak for myself. Um, yes, it felt like um, initial, like, okay. I already knew that when it came to optics in general, um, whether it be a dispensed optician or optometry, um, we are still the minority. Um, because a lot, a lot of people who are black um, don't really study this degree course in the UK. Um, so I felt like it's a norm already. Um, so when I did start working in optics later on in years, and I think it also depended on what area I was working in, and I did start seeing other black professionals in optometry, I was like, oh, wow, okay, <laughs> they exist, it's not just me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then I later on learned that a lot of the black optometrists who are probably practicing in the UK didn't actually qualify or do their degree in the UK at first. Um, so they were either coming from Africa or America. Um, and the reason maybe why they you don't see a lot of them practicing here, maybe because of how they have to convert their degree. So that was make that was making me um, have those unanswered questions that, oh, OK, this is the reason why. And also as well, not a lot of people within my um, community know about the degree. And I think that's a lot in terms of autometry itself, like not a lot of people know that, oh, okay, you have to go to university to, to study this. Um, so for myself, because I felt like it was a norm, I did conform to it. Um, and then in a way you sort of, not ignore it, but subconsciously you just like, oh, okay, you just get on with it. Um, yeah. until you actually see it in your face like until I actually started seeing black optometrists at work I'm like oh actually no maybe I should look at things a little bit differently and maybe certain things need to be changed whether at work or at educate in education um, and I'm happy that it's happening now rather than later it's exciting being a trailblazer it is <laughs> It really I'm proud. <laughs> she is, she is, and she really wanted me to go Yui at first. I'm thinking, why is she telling me to go Yui? I'm like, oh, I was happy to stay in London. Um, but I guess this is maybe this is the reason why. Um, and meeting other students like myself, and even though they don't have to, they're not coming from a black background, I think there's obviously a learning and understanding. Um, and I think it's quite nice to see, like, oh, okay, how can we? how can we do things differently what what can be changed and and as well like even educating patients as well yeah yeah well that's been a roller coaster hasn't it it has <laughs> just before we go any final thoughts any dreams or hopes for the future any final thoughts um i do wish at a later time in my career i can probably go into schools and just speak about autometry get more people on that um ship because <laughs> it's, it's an amazing degree course and it's an amazing career um and not a lot of people know about it so i think i'll love to like educate the, the younger generation brilliant that's fantastic well thanks Wemmy. thank you andy <laughs>